Hare Krishna. Panchakalpatrubhyascha kripa sindhu bhya eva cha patithanam pavane bhyo vaishnavibhyo So we're continuing in Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 11, Chapter 28, Jnana Yoga. And we're coming toward the end of that chapter. And it uh, starts talking about health and things like that, so it gets a little easier. <laughs> we, <laughs> So one more verse to uh, deal with on the non-dual issue of non-duality and variety, and then uh, uh, starts talking about the yogi and health and mystic powers and a few things. And then the next chapter will be a little more familiar territory because it's called Bhakti Yoga. And then we're coming close to the end of the canto, actually. And these are very interesting because these are, you know, the final instructions of, of uh, Krishna to Uddhava before he leaves this uh, uh, planet. Okay, so we've gotten up to text number 37. Uh, <clears throat> let me just uh, read a few texts ahead of that just so you can remember the context. I'll just read the translation. Uh, 35, uh, uh, the Supreme Lord is self-luminous, unborn, and immeasurable. He's pure transcendental consciousness and perceives everything, and perceives everything one without a second. He is realized only after ordinary words cease. By him the power of speech and the life airs are set into motion. Text 36, whatever apparent duality is perceived in the self is simply the confusion of the mind. Indeed, such supposed duality has no basis to rest upon apart from one's own soul. So now we're up to today's text, 37, which I will now read the Sanskrit and then we'll discuss it. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So 37 goes like this Yanamakritibirkraiham Panchavarnam Abhaditam Vyarte Napyartavadoyam the translation is the duality of the five material elements. So, so this is going on to that same topic of duality or the perception of it. And that concludes that section. So we couldn't get to it last week, so we had to carry it over. The duality of the five material elements is perceived only in terms of names and forms. Those who say this duality is real are pseudo-scholars vainly proposing fanciful theories without a basis in fact. So the text, Yanama Krittibirghayam Panchavarna Abhaditam So uh, 
that which yet nama uh, akriti bihi akriti is here is form by name and form grayam uh, graspable here perceivable uh, panchavarnam uh, the the group of five uh, meaning the five gross material elements here uh, uh, then it goes uh, Abaditam, uh, undeniable. Uh, I can't really f- think this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who? Who? This is what they say. That this is undeniable. Uh, uh, this is what they think. Uh, Viartena. Uh, they say this in the, in the uh, uh, in vain. It is just artavadaha. So we know that word from other places, artavada. Uh, I'll get back to that. Uh, this is called artavada, which is translated here as. Uh, uh, imaginary interpretation, a fanciful theory without basic in fact. This, and then here you get what is this undeniable, this dwayam, this duality. And there, pandita manina. Uh, uh, they are, here it's translated as so-called scholars. Uh, pseudo-scholars in the running translation. The duality of the five material elements is perceived only in terms of name and form. That which is uh, uh, the translation uh, of this uh, uh, from Banuswami based on uh, uh, instead of saying uh, uh, there the, the uh, this uh, imaginative rotation, Artavada, uh, uh, they say they propose the vainly proposing the non-existent. There's another way to put this idea of not of just seeing only duality. The word that's used here, uh, Pandita Manina, uh, Pandita Manan, they are. Uh, uh, the, the actual word shows up in the dictionary, the compound, Pandita uh, Manina, or Manin. Uh, it means thinking of self, appearing to yourself. Uh, you, they say Pandit's in name only, you could put it that way. Uh, but it means they, they, they have their own personal vanity as a matter of Pandit's. They're proud scholars, you know. So that's how they, uh, 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 they, they or pundits in, my, in name only, we would say sometimes, you know. Uh, this pundita manina. Uh, and then this imaginative interpretation, artavada. They, they uh, give... Uh, Arta here means a, a purport, 
but, but they just give some interpretation. Arthavada is the fifth against the fifth offense against, against the holy name. <laughs> if you actually look at the Sanskrit list in the Padma Purana, the fifth offense is Arthavada, which is translated as to give some interpretation. Uh, 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 it has a non uh, negative, according to the dictionary, it exists to give an explanation of the meaning. But here it's used in the sense of uh, a uh, 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 speculative interpretation. Uh, why uh, does chanting Hare Krishna work? Well, it makes your breathing go like this, or I've heard different things like that, you know, how it really works like that. But that's the art of Vada. Uh, so they're. they're uh, 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 what they propose is art, is an imaginative commentary on the nature of reality, because these are the ones before it's been, you know, they're the ones who think it's all one without any difference, and now you get the people who just think there's a multiplicity of things and and without any uh, uh, ultimate unity. Um, so here the purport for this. In the BBT, they say, uh, material names and forms, subject as they are to creation and annihilation, have no permanent existence and so do not constitute essential fundamental principles of reality. The material world consists of variegated transformations of the potency of God. Although God is real and his potency is real, the particular forms and names that temporarily or circumstantially appear have no ultimate reality. Uh, gross ignorance occurs when the conditioned souls imagines himself to be material or a mixture of matter and spirit. Uh, uh, you know, uh, growing up in a Christian family, uh, we always understood there was a soul. But you were you were a body and you had a soul. You definitely were the body, and then there was this other part of yourself that sort of was hanging around. That was your immortal soul. And you're supposed to be concerned about your immortal soul, and it was always hard to worry about it because I die, and then this thing, the soul <laughs> keeps going. You know why do I care about that? But anyway, so this is this is a, a, not a, a made-up idea. That you, your, 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 you are your identity is both, and it's actually, uh, in some ways, it's a Christian uh, uh, staple of thinking about the the soul. I am the body, and I have a soul, or I'm part body and part soul. Some philosophers argue that the eternal soul. Uh, in contact with matter is permanently transformed and that the false ego represents a new and permanent reality of the soul. Srila Jiva Goswami replies, they're now looking at his commentary on this text, that the spirit is the living superior energy of the Lord whereas matter the inferior unconscious energy 
of the Lord and that these two energies thus possess opposite qualities as with light and darkness. The superior living entity and inferior matter therefore cannot possibly merge into a common existence since they eternally possess opposite and incompatible characteristics. The hallucination of a mixture of matter and spirit is called illusion. Uh, it becomes specifically manifest as false ego, that is your wrong idea about yourself. Uh, what's the reference of I? Uh, uh, so false ego which identifies with a specific material body or mind created by illusion. Clearly, those scientists or philosophers who are embedded in gross ignorance cannot be real scientists or philosophers. The simple criterion of spiritual self-awareness unfortunately eliminates a huge percentage of modern so-called scientists and philosophers who bury their foolish noses in the Lord's material energy. Sounds nasty, doesn't it? Without any knowledge or interest in the Lord Himself. Okay, so that's the that's that polemic. Uh, uh, the uh, we also have uh, from uh, from Chakravarti Thakur. He says the effect and cause are one, just as a thread and cloth are one. The difference of the effects is thus annulled. Uh, uh, in other words, yeah, the, the thread and the cloth are both there, but uh, so they're one in that uh, that sense. Uh, but uh, it's ultimately one thing. You, you, you know, the distinction is notional. Those who consider the variety of effects to be existent, not annulled, abaditam, are learned in name only. They are not learned. The existence of the five gross elements, perceived by the senses to have name and form, are perceived because of duality which has not yet been annulled. Uh, those who pose themselves to be learned accept these elements. The wise do not, since this is a claim of real objects without real objects. An object with beginning and end cannot be accepted as real. Uh, when we say something is unreal, doesn't mean it's not there. It just has no big any has no has a beginning and an end. Uh, the Lord has already said, and then I quotes from uh, uh, text nine in this chapter: by direct perception, logical deduction, scriptural testimony, and personal realization, uh, which is pratyaksha in the text. One should know that this world has a beginning and an end, so is merely temporary. Thus one should live in this world without attachment. 
So just this sort of a definition uh, of the idea of an unreal object. As the energy of the Lord is seen as part and parcel of the whole, then there's reality. But when it's seen as an independently existing entity, uh, then it's considered to be uh, without reality. So that is the sort of into that discussion. Because then now with text number 38, uh, we t- now talk about the, uh, the yogi. Yogino pakva yogasya yunjata kaya uttitai upasargairvihanyita tantrayam tantrayam pihito vidhi. Also, the verse gets simpler, too. (laughs) Uh, The physical body of the endeavoring yogi, who is not yet turned mature, excuse me, who is not yet mature in his practice, may sometimes be overcome by various disturbances. Therefore, the following process is recommended. Okay, so now we're... Remember, we're talking about jnana yogis. But the, the, the Jnana Yogis, as they're described in this ch- chapter, are also prop- doing at least some parts of Asanga Yoga at the same time. Uh, uh, so what it says here, uh, yeah... Yeah, the the actual uh, Sanskrit yadi sma pasyatet asad indriya Wait a minute. That's the last one I'm looking at still. Oh, that's... that. I'm sorry, I missed something there. Uh... Am I right? No. I do. Okay. So of the yogi who is apakva, immature, you know the the uh, Hindi word paka. Mm. Something is good. It means actually cooked. <laughs> so apakva <laughs> means uncooked. <laughs> so immature. Uh, anyway, who is I- immature, right? Uh, uh, and this person is uh, uh, he can, he becomes uh, disturbed upasargai by various uh, the word kaya means the body because you've risen in the body yunjataha uh, he's trying to engage the body 
So uh, this person, the disturbances, Upasargai is the subject. Uh, that person may be frustrated uh, in, th in that matter. Uh, and so there, this is what is uh, prescribed to him. Uh, and it says, uh, uh, having described the process of cultivating knowledge, the Lord now gives instruction to the yogi whose body may be disturbed by diseases and other impediments. Those inferior yogis who are attached to the body and bodily exercises are often incomplete in their realization, and thus the Lord offers here some uh, uh, assistance. But see, it's... Uh, um, I, I, got, I made a mistake here somehow or other. Okay. Vish, uh, Vishnath Chakrabarty says, Jnana Yoga, along with discrimination, has been described. Now the solution for obstacles occurring for the practitioner is described in three verses. For the person practicing yoga, if the body somehow is overcome by natural phenomena like sickness, there is uh, a, uh, uh, a remedy. So he says diseases and other impediments. And, 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 uh, that's all. So now that that just introduces the topic. So now it, it goes on. Yogadara, Yogadara, Yogadara Naya comes, 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 Asanayar Daranan Pitai. Tapo Pantrao Shadi comes chit Kusargan near to the head. Some of these obstructions that are mentioned may be counteracted by yogic meditation or by sitting postures, practiced together with concentration on controlling breath, breathing, and others may be counteracted by special austerities, mantras, or medicinal herbs. So this is this dharana is, means meditation. It's one of the stages in Astanga, you so yoga dharana, this yogic meditation. And then they use this word comes chit, some, meaning some disturbances. Uh, they say some disturbances, but the word is only some. Uh, uh, the uh, the uh, something 
at the end it says, Kamshit Upasarga, uh, the obstructions. Okay, but so here, something, it's just something uh, in this process uh, can be overcome by uh, uh, asana, dharana, along with dharana, meditation, tapa, uh, austerities, mantra. Now this is really weird, but in the word for word, the translation of mantra is magical chance. <laughs> this is like something you'd see in some college textbook, you know. Magical chance, you know. I have a book somewhere, I was going to bring it, I don't know where it is now, called uh, Understanding Mantras. And it's a whole, it's a whole collection of scholarly essays on mantras by an Indologist called Understanding Mantras. And it says, the study of mantras presents a special difficulty to the modern scholars. We do not believe in magic. Most of us do not pray. So the idea that mantra is a magical chant, you know, I mean, it's mystical maybe, you want to say that, but it's just, anyway, they call it a magical chant. Probably because uh, they're not in favor of these, the, whoever wrote this word for word is not in favor of the, these yogis. So their mantras, because there are a lot of mantras which are, by the way, magical. But it, uh, in the sense that they bring about material benefits. But you have something, a, Prabhupada said like miracle. He says miracle simply means you don't know how it's done. There's nothing magical about it. It's also a science, right? And herbs, aushadi, the herb. So, so, uh, so he said this kamshit, come the repeating of kamshit. Some can be overcome by asana and dharana. Uh, uh, others by tapa, mantra, and oshada, herbs. That's basically what it's saying, depending on what they are. Uh, so, uh, the, uh, the, this is the idea that uh, uh, much of the, like in the Astanga Yoga, by those yogic practices, if you do them right, you do create a great deal of bodily health, actually. Because if you're doing breathing exercises, you can't have bronchitis, and even a common cold can blow your your thing like that. So, uh, so it's not that one one shouldn't want uh, uh, good health. Uh, uh, and, and Prabhupada, he's so many letters. He says, "Take care of your health to the devotees like that." Mm-hmm. So it, it's 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 there. Uh, but here here's here's a uh, here's Prabhupada. Uh, a very this was a, a Bhagavatam class in '73 in Los Angeles, and if you listen to the tape. 
you can hear coughing going on. And Prabhupada says, why everyone is coughing? What is the difficult? Yesterday also I heard, the devotee says, I think there's a cold going around. Prabhupada said, "Hmm, I think there's a cold going around, a lot of people. Prabhupada says, and this class is April. Anyway, it's not that, anyway, he says, uh, but you have no sufficient warm cloth, so you are affected? That you must arrange. You must take care of your health. And then he quotes from Bhagavad Gita 6.17, Yuktahara viharasya yoga bhavati siddhi. In the Bhagavad Gita it says, Yuktahara, <coughs> you should take food just to maintain your health nicely. Similarly, other necessities of the body must be taken care of. He says you shouldn't eat too much, you shouldn't eat too little, you should appropriate, you know. If you become diseased, Prabhupada goes on, then how you can execute Krishna consciousness, just like Brahmananda could not go today. So we must be careful. We should not eat more or less. Better eat less than eat more. You'll not die by eating less, but you may die eating more. (laughs) People die from overeating, not for undereating. That should be the principle. I mean, once you're not in the condition of starvation, you know. Uh, the medical science also forbids not to eat more than you required. Voracious eating is the cause of diabetes, and undernourishment is the cause of tuberculosis. This is the medical science, so we should not take under, neither more. In children's case, they can commit the mistake of taking more, <laughs> but adult... Uh, they cannot m- commit mistake taking more. Children, they can digest. All day long they are playing. In other words, they're getting plenty of exercise. So anyway, we should take care of our health also. And then he, this is something whenever Prabhupada talks about this, he mentions this incident. Sanatana Goswami, he was uh, suffering from itches very much. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was embracing him. The itches were wet itches, and he had boils or something that were oozing when he said wet itching. There are two kinds of itches, wet and dry. (laughs) Sometimes the itching spot is dry, sometimes it is wet. After itching, it becomes wet. So Sanatana Goswami's body was all covered with wet itches, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was embracing him. So the wetness, the moisture, was sticking to the body of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, so he felt, that means Sanatan, very much ashamed that I am suffering from itches and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is embracing and the wet thing is smearing all over his body. How much unfortunate. So he decided tomorrow I shall commit suicide instead of allowing me to be embraced by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So the next day, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu inquired that you have decided to commit suicide. So do you think this body is yours? So he was silent. Uh, Sanatana Goswami was silent. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said that you have already dedicated this body to me, how you can kill it. Similarly, of course, he says, from that day his itches were all cured. But this decision that our body, those who are Krishna conscious, those who are working for Krishna, they should not think that the body belongs to him. It is already dedicated to Krishna. 
So it must be kept very carefully without any neglect. Just like you are taking the care of the temple because it is Krishna's place, similarly we should not take over care. <laughs> but some care should be taken so that we may not fall into disease. So he repeated this several times uh, in a letter to Ray Rama. Uh, and then Girirad Swami actually in 1999 wrote a letter to Prabhupada. He said, during the past year I discovered I had a heart condition called angina. At first I was shocked. How can someone my age have angina? Old people get angina. I did not know much about the condition. I had one old friend in India who had angina and died of a heart attack within two years. I also felt I could die at any moment. I considered, what should I do the rest of my life? Obviously, I had to do what was most important to you and me. To you means Prabhupada. So I thought of your instruction to write. Yes, I must write. Uh... uh and I must take shelter of the holy name, I develop love for him and prepare myself for the time of death. Then I came across a letter you wrote to me in which you seem to confirm the same conclusion. Take care of your health, chant the holy name, and write. <laughs> if you are feeling tired, you may take rest. Your body is very valuable. It is dedicated to Krishna, so you must take care of the body very carefully. The best medicine is to rest and chant the Hare Krishna mantra, along with doctor's prescription. So it sounds like this verse, sort of, you know, this mixture of different... Hare Krishna mantra is bhavosadi, the panacea uh, uh, for all material disease, the, the, the uh, remedy for material existence, uh, bhavosadi. And then Prabhupada wrote a letter to Satchrup in 68. He said, regarding prasadam, it should be cooked in the temple, Nowhere else, both the brahmacharis and the brahmacharini shall partake of the prasadam in the temple. I understand that you are working also very hard, so I request you to take care of your health also. So this was a, a sample of some of the some of the things that uh, that uh, Prabhupada uh, uh, talked about on this thing. Uh, so then he says. Then, then, then he says here uh, uh, in text forty. Get on my screen here. Uh, he says, "Comes uh, chit again." Uh, that word, "comes chit," some comes uh, chit mamadudan dayena namasankirtana dibihi yogeshvaranuvritaya. Vrityava Hanyad Ashubadan Shanai. These inauspicious disturbances can gradually be removed by constant remembrance of me, by congregational hearing and chanting of my holy name, or by following in the footsteps of the great masters of yoga. That's a translation. Uh, 
Now this translation uh, is a little bit um, uh, the text begins some but in the tra running translations these auspicious disturbances <laughs> which is some is not all so it seems to say uh, uh, so you you can't, anyway, so these, <coughs> Banuswami translates it uh, this way. Some of these inauspicious disturbances can be gradually removed by constant remembrance of me. Yeah, I mean, you can't think <coughs> that, that if some of your inauspicious disturbances is angina, that if, if it doesn't go away with constant remembrance of Krishna, you know, I mean, everyone's going to die of something. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, so some of these inauspicious disturbances can be gradually removed by constant remembrance of me, by congregational hearing and chanting of my holy names, or by following in the footsteps of the uh, great masters of yoga, uh, Yogeshwara. Anuvritta, following in their footsteps what they did, they may be destroyed. Uh, or va or hanyat. So you notice the hanyat uh, may be destroyed, not completely. Ashubat. These, and then they also have the word gradually. Uh, can be gradually uh, removed, it says here. But anyway, it it's it's not uh, so you know black and white that it's going to cure you of everything. Uh, and then then when Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur uh, comments on it, he says he, he he divides them up. One can remove lust if that's one of the disturbances. They're mental, right? By meditation on me. One can remove pride and hypocrisy by following the great masters of, of yoga. So here he says, from the inauspicious disturbances are all the mental ones, or you could say spiritual ones. I mean, these things, lust and so on, these are disturbances of the subtle body. And sometimes, I had uh, early, uh, when I was a fairly new uh, temple president, there was a woman that had joined our, our temple and uh, uh, she started to get sick. Uh, not a good devotee. Uh, and, uh, and she started to be not able to move. Uh, and, uh, and she gives just this paralysis. So we took her to the hospital. They found out, yeah, put her in the hospital. And then I got word from the hospital they're going to discharge her. They said there's nothing physically wrong with her. They did all these tests. She has nothing physically wrong. And they said it's uh, hysterical and it's the beginning of schizophrenia. That's what they said to me. It's all you know, a mental thing. She had a tough background. Uh, and... Uh, we're going to send her back because there's nothing we can do for her in the hospital. 
uh, and uh, so she came back, and, and so I read to her uh, a passage from Prabhupada where e even uh, diseases can be cured by treatment of transcendental sound, and I said, since you're going to be in bed all day, why don't you start chanting 64 rounds a day? And, you know, she could move her upper body, but, but you know, she had to be helped to the bathroom. It was her legs were paralyzed and, and stuff like that. Uh, and uh, so she started doing that, and gradually the paralysis went away. The doctor said, she's going to get it like this, and then, you know, she's going to go to doctors and go to different quacks and everything, but it's really, you know, this kind of schizophrenia that's uh, there. But she, she completely recovered and became a, like a really normal devotee. She got initiated and, you know, all that stuff. I don't know what happened to her. She went to California, so I don't know the end of the story. But I thought, wow, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then I lit a too many mentally ill people in the temple <laughs> after that. But I've, I've seen sometimes that... that, that uh, it it, it 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 works. Um, uh, the 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 purport uh, from the BBT they say according to Srila Sridhar Swami, by meditation on the Supreme Lord one can overcome lust and other mental disturbances, and by following in the footsteps of great transcendentalists, one can overcome hypocrisy, false pride, and other types of mental imbalance. So these both actually were this this these. The, these things are for those kinds of disturbances, these inauspicious disturbances, and it says some in the in the text actually. Uh, whereas the previous verse in there talking about uh, all kinds of other things, uh, physical disturbances there. Um, uh, well, I guess maybe we don't have long enough. Uh, well, let me do this one. Uh, text 41. Kichit deham mimam dhira sukalpam vayasistiram vijaya vidido payayar atayunjanti siddhaye. By various methods, uh, some yogis free the body from disease and old age and keep it perpetually youthful. They engage in yogi, yoga for the purpose of achieving material mystic perfections. Uh, yeah, so Ketchit, some uh, 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 who are dira, uh, uh, you know, they're good yogis, uh, they, uh, this body, uh, uh, keep it fit, stiram, fixed stira, you know, stir, uh, stita stira, in youth, and sukalpa, here means uh, fit, fit and healthy, by uh, mystic yoga. Uh, some yogis do it by various meaning, means, and therefore they engage siddha for the achieving of siddhas, mystic perfections. Uh, they, uh, 
Thus they engage in yoga for the purpose of achieving cities. Uh, Bonu Swami says. Uh, the BBT purport goes, this, the process described here is meant to fulfill one's material desires, not to bring one transcendental knowledge. Therefore, this process cannot be accepted as devotional service to the Lord, according to Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Despite all such mystic perfections, the material body will ultimately die. Actual eternal youth and happiness are available only on the material, on the spiritual platform of Krishna consciousness. Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur remarks, Some keep the body youthful, free from old age and sickness, sukalpam. Uh, this is the sukalpam. Uh, by other methods and engage in yoga with meditation for cities like entering others' bodies which do not have disease. I read this one because of that. I, now that's another way they can, by mystic yoga, they can <laughs> possess somebody else's body. Uh, but this this yoga is not centered on jnana. He <laughs> really remarks. Uh, the word sukalpa is, uh, uh, shows up. Uh, uh, Prabhupada uses it a lot. Uh, sukalpa here uh, 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 means uh, uh, well-made or suitable for its purpose. Because there's a verse, Prabhupada, near deham adya sulabham sdurlabham. This was already, it's in the 20th chapter of this, uh, uh, this uh, canto, the 17th verse. The human body uh, uh, is a rare achievement, although it comes by itself. Uh, and it's a, a perfectly constructed boat. Uh, this plavam uh, sukalpam, it's uh, a boat that's very well made. And the guru is Karnadharam, the captain. The, uh, the, the, it means one who holds the ear, right? But the ear is the tiller of a boat. He holds, the, or the, the what you call it, the rudder. rudder or the bolt, you know. So the Karnadhara, the holder of the ear, is the one who <laughs> the, so that guides the boat. <laughs> I looked that up, you know, Karnadhara. Uh, and then uh, it says that, that the, the instructions of the Lord uh, uh, are favorable winds that impel this boat, and therefore you have all this facility. Uh, you have the, 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 the proper body, which is very, very well made or very suitable or most valuable. Prabhupada calls it the strong boat, a good boat, the most valuable boat, and a very nicely made boat. You know, you have that, and you have the guidance from the spiritual master who steers your boat, and then you have these favorable winds. Uh, maybe there's a sail too. Uh, you know, uh, so all these things are uh, uh, there. So, and Prabhupada uh, 
when Prabhupada was in Philadelphia in 75 in July, he we had a big long discussion about this on a, on a morning walk about how the people, you've been given the human form of life uh, for using this body uh, to, to make spiritual advancement. And instead, you get so interested in the body and how it works, you spend your whole life just studying it. You get fascinating. As like somebody who has a car, needs to go on a journey, uh, instead of going on a journey, pulls it over the side of the road, wow, this is an amazing car, let me look at it, and never goes on the trip. So, so he talked about that uh, in the morning class also. Uh, so he, and he, there he, mention, he mentions this, uh, this uh, uh, verse and he says so we are misled we are engaged in studying the machine that's all instead of using the machine to cross over the ocean to take advantage they are very busy in studying the machine uh, so that's what it should be so you know that's the health you need to, to, the, how much you take care of the body to be in good health but that's there to be used for uh, devotional service and it's true that the, the yogic exercise is the first thing it does is give you good health, if you actually follow it, by the way. You know, you can't, can't binge out. I've seen people who are in, you know, doing yoga for a bunch of time and then they all, all run out to, you know, bask in a robin or something <laughs> and <laughs> break all their rules. But uh, uh, that's uh, that's what that's what it's for. This, so I was familiar with this word sukalpa, you know, well made or nicely made or very well planned. Prabhupada uses these things like that, but that's 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 what it's for. Uh, okay, so we'll stop there. Uh, did I come to the end of that? Uh, yeah, there's a few a few. Few more verses before the end of this. We might uh, next class we may be able to start chapter twenty nine, which is uh, book the yoga. We'll see. Okay, any questions or comments? I have a Um, if you have a question on the phone, you can push star six to unmute yourself. And if you have a question and you're tuning in online, um, we have two options. You can use the chat box on Mayapur TV to type in your question, or you can go to rsdasa.com, and there's a chat box in the lower right-hand corner. Um, and you can put your question there. But for now, we have a live studio audience question. So, so, um... I this the health aspect of this is, is something I think about quite a bit because I, I have a tendency to be attached to, to exercise, you know? mm -hmm. and um, so on the one hand, it's not my body; it's the Lord's body, and I should take mm -hmm. care of it like I would a car. And other mm -hmm. On the other hand, there's a certain kind of sort of physical high you can get from doing exercise mm -hmm. and you can be attached to the results you mm -hmm. know the vanity you know the mm -hmm. looks whatever mm -hmm. the hell so six pack abs yeah right, something <laughs> right yeah so so you know so I'm just trying to 
Um, I guess like anything, there's, there seems to be a balance, a mean between these extremes, right? Mm-hmm. To try to mm-hmm. find yeah, that. Yeah, right, right. And uh, do you have any, com- I mean, is it okay, like how much, like a certain amount of time in a day or a week or yeah, any guidance on this? Well, well it's going to be different for different people. Mm-hmm. Uh, exercises can be done very, very uh Simply and easily, you don't need you know all this equipment mm. that everybody wants. I mean, just remember, people are trying to get you to buy things in America mm. for everything. Uh, Prabhupada's, you know, his health regime. He didn't trust Western medicine at, at all. He would go, when he go to India, he would go to Ayurvedic doctors and he would take Ayurvedic medicine. Remember, he was a pharmacist, mm. and he knew how everybody cheated also. Uh, in the pharmaceutical business, and and, uh, and uh, he would even describe how you d- make the show bottles. The, and and, and uh, he gave once gave the recipe for whiskey <laughs> <laughs> with grain alcohol, and you put in some coloring, and you know uh, he knew all, all this kind of stuff. But he, he, he got it down to a routine. I mean, really, really, if, if you really, your main thing has to be our spiritual advancement. Uh, uh, there shouldn't be anything, everything else that we should do should be in the service of that. Uh, that should be the ideal principle that you apply. It's going to be different for di- different people, but it can be very simple. Uh, back in the 70s or maybe the 80s, I got this paperback book, which was a uh, written by a professor of physiology, uh, and he was asked to make a fitness program for Air Force pilots and naval officers. These were people whose jobs were mostly sedentary. Mm-hmm. And they had to sit in one place in a cockpit. But you need to be fit because an emergency can happen. And then all of a sudden you have to be able to lift a weight or open a door or something like that. So he came up with a very simple fitness program that required no equipment. Uh, six, you know, 30 minutes a day, uh, something to get started. And then something, uh, uh, something to... Uh, 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 maintain it, uh, 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 and it was really simple, really easy. So these things are there, mm. uh, and uh, and I still got the book, and I still do some of it anyway, because uh, 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 yeah, I, I don't necessarily want to be able to do all, all kinds of magical things. But if there's a fire, I'd like to be mm. able to carry somebody downstairs, mm. or if there's an automobile accident, you know. Mm. You 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 want you want to have a certain amount of fitness, that that's uh, that's reasonable, uh, and and those there are two different things by the way health and fitness. Because uh, you can be very physically fit and able to do various things and have advanced cancer, you know, mm-hmm. or something like that, mm-hmm. and you can be quite healthy but you're not fit. Mm-hmm. So so both of those things need to be need to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the best exercises is walking, mm. and then uh, walking takes care of a lot of stuff, 
and then a few things like uh, for upper body strength and for strength around your abdomen and it's simple mm. it basically takes care of every, everything mm. uh, uh, so I, I, I would uh, uh, try to try try to be efficient mm. you know get, get get the most you can out of the a minimum mm. amount of time 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 necessary and uh, 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 then just wanting to you know be beautiful or or uh, attractive and things like that this is uh, that kind of uh, instinct is really a di- diverted form of love of Krishna <laughs> mm. <clears throat> when it gets <clears throat> misplaced and uh, and uh, you know, th- actually, what happens is when you get old, you learn a life lesson. No <laughs> 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 matter how great you look at the age of twenty-five or thirty, you know, because <laughs> 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 what's going to happen? And of course, people are spending a fortune, uh, but it, 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 try, trying to do something about it. But ultimately. You start to look really weird. <laughs> People who had their face lifted eight times, you know. I mean, it, anyway, you just have to learn to be graceful with it. <laughs> if you really want a nice young body, you'll take birth again. Mm. That's like nah, another round. Uh. We have a comment and question from Akendra Prabhu. He says, regarding sickness, whenever my wife is sick, I recite the Bhagavatam to her, and then she feels better. When I had cancer, I was even more concerned about the effects of chemotherapy than I was about cancer. But Vrtavija Swami advised me to go the established route, since the odds were good in my case, and it's a Kali, quote, a Kali Yuga disease. You should take the proper Kali Yuga medication. Mm-hmm. Could you speak to the common notion I've heard from many devotees that Western medicine is the devil? Uh, Prabhupada told us to actually use whatever is available. He didn't say that Western medicine was the devil anywhere. Uh, he didn't trust it himself very much. Uh, he didn't like having needles stuck in him uh, and, uh, and things like that. He ignored doctors um, uh, a lot of times uh, for whatever reason. Uh, uh, and you know, Ayurvedic medicine is very, very good. If you know somebody, if you know what they're doing, it won't be covered by your medical insurance mandated by the government in America. That's a problem. So he just says use whatever is available, and uh, you just ha- you have to use your own judgment uh, on this kind of thing. Uh, uh, I know a lot of uh, people that got cancer and decided to go the natural route, and almost all of them are dead. In fact, maybe all of them are. Uh, uh, so what you, what you, what you, what you, what you uh, uh, anyway, it's your karma, <laughs> whatever, whatever happens like that. But, but it's, 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 uh, and you know the the 
the tendency to cheat is also there with natural remedies and things like that. I mean, I've used several alternative healing modalities myself. I got really sick. I had ulcerative colitis. Western medicine saved my life. I was in the hospital for a month uh, or a little more, basically being fed through a tube that went into my vena cava uh, and pumped full of steroids. It saved my life. But then I sat down and I read the long-term effects of these steroids that, uh, that I was being pumped up with. And I said, my God, I'm going to try an alternative healing modality. And uh, so there was something in the availables. I, some devotees got some money together for me, and I, uh, I, I, I went. Uh, it wasn't Ayurvedic. That, that, that wasn't uh, around. Uh, uh, it was, uh, what, what do you call it, the Japanese... Um, acupuncture. Not acupuncture. It was this, that's, uh, uh, Reiki. Re, not Reiki. It was t- taking various kind of... Uh, it's a dietary thing. Uh, macrobiotics. Macrobiotics, yeah. So I, did, I went on a macrobiotic diet, but if I stayed on it, I could gradually get the, off of the medicine. And the, But as soon as I deviated from the macrobiotic diet, the symptoms would come back. You know, So that was a problem. I was fine as long as I stayed at home, but then I got involved again with big Escon affairs and had to travel, and then it was... And then it turned out to be there was somebody close by who was really, really good at traditional Chinese medicine. That's the acupuncture and Chinese herbs who could actually... He was a Canadian, but you could write out the formulas in Chinese uh, the characters. Uh, and, and he happened to live nearby, and he agreed to let me pay him in Bhagavatams. <laughs> so Krishna made that arrangement, and that really worked. Anyway, so, you know, I've tried these different things, but... Uh, but uh, and, and it worked out for me. Uh, but it's just something people have to do. Uh, do uh, uh, yeah. Uh, they're, they're, they're t- for themselves. Yeah, you just have to use your own judgment. But look for things as much as possible in the mode of goodness. And there's emergency stuff you have to do when things are critical. I mean, you know, if I'm in an automobile accident, got broken bones, I don't go to an acupuncturist or, you know. <laughs> so it's very good for emergencies and extreme situations, but sometimes you have to go to Western medicine for the cure, and then you have to go to something else to be cured from the cure. And if somebody really knows how to do Ayurvedic medicine, it's very, very, very good. It's very good. But very few people actually, you have to be very, very smart to do Ayurvedic medicine. Uh, One time in Calcutta, I went to Prabhupada's doctor. He was blind. I had a case of chronic bronchitis for about three years. It wouldn't go away. I sat with this blind man feeling my pulse. And he said to me uh, that you have chronic bronchitis. And he said, it's important to treat, he said, in bronchitis or the seeds of asthma. And he gave me uh, some herbs that he, they had to make up and send to me in the mail. One thing he said to do was, was to get a full body massage in hot mustard oil 
in which salt has been dissolved from from head to toe. And boy, did that ever put heat in your body. (laughs) (laughs) And it went away, you know. And I'd been through, I'd exhausted the list of antibiotics and everything else, and nothing was working. But that, his thing actually did it. But you've got to have somebody who knows what they're doing. The guy's son was a doctor, but people say, oh, he doesn't know, you know. So that's another problem with these traditional things is being lost. Uh, we have, let's see, another question here. Uh, Bhakti Carl asks, can mental illness be an impediment to chanting Hare Krishna? Sometimes people with mental illness tend to become offensive, so does that not become a stumbling block? Yeah, yeah. You, if there's a mental illnesses, uh, big or small, almost all of the, us have mental illness. Like pride is a mental illness. <laughs> but there, there are others of them, some kind of obsessive compulsive thing or, or something like that. Uh, first thing is to understand that you're not the mind. You're okay, you're a devotee, your mind is not. And then really, uh, Prabhupada had said, I, I, you know, even a mentally deranged person can be cured by treatment of transcendental sound. You just have to be patient. You have to recognize what offenses are and things like that. Uh, and it's, it, 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 it's, things are subtler, they're m- more difficult to deal with than gross things. But you should just be making some progress. You, you can't expect these things to go away or to get dealt with overnight, just like any disease. Uh, and, and it's good that you know it's good good to have some guidance and some help and, and and these kind of things. Somebody you can talk to about it. And uh, uh, but uh, that can be an impediment. Uh, and uh, yeah. Definitely. And of course, it's social, has a social component. Sometimes if somebody is disturbed, it may be that the people around them are in fact very much disturbing. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're a very young child, that disturbance can get cemented in sometimes. Ratna Bhushana Prabhu asks, what is the essential distinction between a Jnana Yogi and an Ashtanga Yogi? in terms of their practice, as they seem to share some of the more fundamental practices? Uh, well, well the, the, the basic practices of Ashtanga Yoga uh, are also can be used uh, with, you can have what Prabhupada called the mystic bhakti yogis, where, where you can do all devotional service uh, by this mission, the guy uh, in, in, the, in the nectar of devotion, somebody who did uh, went into trance by by dharana asana, and they did devotional service mentally because they didn't have the things there, uh, and it was very powerful. So the basic principles of Ashtanga Yoga. Uh, uh, even those same principles, I mean, the methods are different, but even those same principles of, uh, are, are applicable in bhakti yoga. And, uh, and especially when chanting the Hare, wherever the mind wanders, bring it back under the control of the self. And we do it, we engage the senses, 
But everything that you do with the senses can also be done mentally. It's harder uh, to do like that. Um, so that 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 is, uh, and then and then uh, uh, people who are gani yogis often, you know, a basic practice is is uh, 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 again to to meditate on Brahman or to think about study Vedanta while doing these kinds of things. And they may do it as. If they're Gyana yogis, they do it ultimately to become one with Brahman. Uh, the person who strictly just does uh, Ashtanga yoga uh, as part of the you know yoga sutras, uh, that that person can have uh, super soul realization. But the Sankhya yoga people uh, sometimes do it without any even idea of super yoga. If you read the Sankhya yoga uh, idea. They also do the same things, the same practices, but they just want to isolate the purusha, that's yourself, the soul, from prakriti. And there's even no notion of a super soul. But in the, the Yoga Sutras, there's the notion of the, the super soul. And the super soul, there's different f- forms of super soul, but that's that basically super soul is the feature of Bhagavan insofar as super soul is doing uh, dealing with the uh, jivas that are in the world and the material energy and the jivas that are in it. That's that's what super soul is. The uh, karana daikshaya vishnu, uh, uda, you know, karana navashaya vishnu, uh, udaka, uh, I can't, where am I? Yeah, Mahavishnu, shirdakshaya vishnu, the, these Three forms of Vishnu, uh, Prabhupada calls them three forms of super soul. Karanar Navashayi Vishnu, lying on the causal ocean, lying on the ocean of milk, uh, in the Garbhodak ocean, you know. Radhabhushana has a follow-up. He says, thank you. Is Gyana Mishra Bhakti simply an integral stage in the gradual progression of spiritual maturity, or is it something to be negated and shunned? Gyana Mishra Bhakti, one of the... An integral stage in the gradual progression of spiritual maturity. It may happen that your original aim is liberation. I mean, usually when you first come to Krishna consciousness is uh, a, a disillusionment with the fate of your fate in the material world and of the the material body and the prospects for uh, temporary happiness, uh, you know, that are not there. And the fact is that anything you achieve is going to get cut off by death. And so any worldly, you know, so there's a desire for liberation in the beginning. Uh, if if you then if you practice bhakti yoga gradually the desire to serve krishna and the desire to have a relationship with krishna will become even more powerful and being liberated is only useful because it helps you to get closer to krishna and that's why you are interested in liberation uh, so it comes from being such a high on your uh, your hierarchy of values to 
much lower. And then you want to love Krishna, and you, the idea of actually losing your identity is horrible. And you'd rather be here in this material world where you can love Krishna than to be merged into impersonal Brahman, you know. So the, 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 that changes over the course of time. But in the beginning it's natural. If you're not don't not aware of the... I mean, most people think the material world's a great place and you can only feel bad for those people uh, because they, they, they're... I mean, it's, it's simple to understand. You put your senses into contact with an object, you feel some pleasure. You think, oh, that's the solution. All I got to do is, you know, and then if they lose that contact, I bring it back again. And that's all I got to do is maximize that contact, you know, with the object, with the, with, with the, the, the sense objects. But then you discover you got to work really, really hard <laughs> to do that. And some of the sense objects have minds of their own. <laughs> and so it starts to become a, a big struggle. But you're thinking, oh, somehow I can maximize that. Uh, so, there, there, But there's, you know, one definition of death that I once read. It says, death is the ultimate failure to perpetuate relationships. Ultimately, every, any contact that you make is going to come to an end. When it comes to an end, how do you feel? You feel bad. You feel awful. You feel depressed. You feel bereaved, aggrieved, bereft. You know, you go through all these things. You put it back, but then, you know, you still face up to the fact that there is no happiness. If that's your happiness, how are you going to do it? How are you going to maintain this? It's not going to work. It's, it's, it's the wrong program. And if you talk to people about it, they'll tell you, well, don't worry about it, what's happening, you know, don't be depressing, don't, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and so on. They counsel you in ignorance. <laughs> yeah. Anything else? Ranabhushana says, that clarifies it. One last comment with respect to Krishna's assertion that some disturbances can be overcome through spiritual practice. I found it interesting that in the writings of Dr. Edward Bach, he made the case that ailments are ultimately caused by spiritual infirmity, that the origin of disease is spiritual. Uh, I can see how that could be true. Yeah. Well, the first disease we have is the material body. Think of it as a disease. <laughs> and the subtle body is the, the mental disease. <laughs> they're all... They're, if they're gotten, if I've gained these bodies from turning away from Krishna, then they're definitely diseases. <laughs> I mean, what's normal is sometimes start raving mad, depending on your culture, you know. It's normal to go through a city with a gun and shoot all kind of everyone you see that's moving. In some conditions, that's normal. Can you imagine? You're a licensed killer, and that's, you know. So, yeah. We better stop. So we'll pick up again. Uh, Hopefully next week. How far do we get? I don't know. We'll start with 42. 44.
42. We'll 42, yeah, that's right. So okay, yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai.